The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And hi there, ho there. Welcome, everybody. It is, um, what is it, Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Hump day on the Chris Salcedo Show. Glad you've tuned in. Telephone number here is 888-900-3393. 888 900 As has um, been the case a lot in the first six months of the Trump administration, a presidential tweet has completely changed what I was going to be talking about here on the Chris Salcedo Show. We'll get to that after the flip around. Also, we're talking with uh, Monica Crowley, our good buddy, about something that Senator John McCain, in a, well, what a short-lived triumphant return to the United States Senate, he then began to blame other people for his and people like him, their failure in the United States Congress. We'll get into that as well. And uh, a sitting congressman, we'll ask him about actual proof of collusion, money paid by the Russian government over here to the United States. They have tracked it, they have found it, and it's going to particular groups. Why are you not hearing about verified collusion? It's all coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show. Catch the show live at theblaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio smartphone app, iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher for on-demand listening, and social media, the Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show, C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O, You'll find an email link there on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. And make sure you visit TheBlaze.com. You go to TheBlaze.com and you click on the channels section and then you will find our presence there. Daily offerings lovingly provided, expertly written by our pals at TheBlaze.com. Flip around, they are all consumed. Uh, And we're going to start on Fox because... (laughs) Shepard Smith, uh, even though Shepard Smith ought not be conflating transgender issues with gay issues, he is. Uh, but we will we will listen to his take on the president saying no more transgenders in the United States military. Others to offer service and sacrifice for a country they love. Today on Twitter, President Trump reversed that policy. He tweeted. Thank you. After consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow (laughs) transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. Mm -hmm. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. Thank you. But at last check, the policy allowing transgender service members was still up on the Defense Department website. Former Secretary Carter, who I noted changed his policy last year, released a statement today, and it reads in part, to choose service members on other grounds than military qualifications is social policy and has no place in our military. Which is backward. There are already transgender individuals who are serving capably and honorably. This action would also send the wrong signal to a younger generation thinking about military service. Here's Wait a minute, are, is our younger generation all transgendered? I had no idea. Back in January. 
Do you believe that allowing LGBT Americans to serve in the military or women in combat is undermining our lethality? Uh, frankly, Senator, I've never cared much about two consenting adults and who they go to bed with. And that has nothing to do with transgenderism. Uh, transgenderism, ladies and gentlemen, has nothing to do with sexuality. Nothing. Transgenderism is being born into a body and you actually are wired in your brain to think that you're a different sex. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't know if I'm the only conservative talk show host around the country, but I'm one of the few who has actually had parents of a transgender child on their program. It is different than gay issues. Shepard Smith, hell, he ought to be an expert. Transgender issues are different than gay issues. Gay issues are you're a man and you're attracted to a man. Transgender issues are you are born a man, but you you are thoroughly convinced that you are a female or vice versa. It's not sexual in transgenderism. So with all due respect to, to Mad Dog Mattis, I don't, I don't think that he is, um, this was something he actually dealt with as he was coming up in the military ranks. Now, about this overreaction i will read from a hill article that published concerns when resident obama was doing the actual real social engineering with our nation's defense in april of 2010 department of defense dod instruction regarding medical standards listed a change of sex as a disqualifying physical condition. This regulation was justified by the concern that transsexuals, uh, again, these are, should be transgenders, those who have undergone sex changes, would require medical maintenance and that complications which may stem from hormone therapy could cause service members to lose excessive duty time and impair the ability to serve in all corners of the globe. Is Shepard Smith really going to get on Fox News and say there are no medical restrictions when you make a transgender transition? That these, uh, uh, Scott Free, you do it, it's done. Never, never a maintenance. Is, is, Shepard Smith going to get on Fox News and say that these individuals do not have medical complications because of this transition. I'll defer to medical experts rather than Shepard Smith over at Fox News. Under the same DOD instruction, one of the disqualifying learning psychiatric and behavioral conditions was, quote, current or history of psychosexual conditions, including but not limited to transsexualism and transvestism. A recent review of the scientific literature by psychiatrist Lawrence Mayer and Paul McHugh notes that, quote, adults who have undergone sex reassignment surgery continue to have a higher risk of experiencing poor mental health outcomes. Oh, but let's ignore all of that, Shepard Smith, because we need to be politically correct. Now, what does this have to do with the military? Well, if you're under the weather and not of sound mind, because you're dealing with other issues, uh, you undermine the effectiveness of our military. Uh, Mr. Mattis, you'll, you'll notice the sound bite that 
Shepard Smith played, said, I don't care who people go to bed with. And that, that has nothing to do with their overall health and ability to serve. And study after study after study shows that there is a vulnerability in the effectiveness of our fighting forces when transgenders are factored in because of the very nature and the drastic changes that happens because of sex reassignment surgery. Not to mention the Bradley Manning case and others like it. Many of those who are seeking sexual reassignment surgeries find that it's not covered under a lot of plans. It's changing, but it, my understanding is the universal coverage of that surgery is not covered by a lot of insurance plans. But it's covered in the U.S. military courtesy of President Obama. So there are some, Mr. Manning included, who joined and had their trans, and I'm not saying it's be, that's why he joined, I'm just saying that because he was in the military, his sexual reassignment, sex reassignment surgery was paid for by you, the U.S. taxpayers. And I believe that's what, and, and by the way, it's costly surgery, it's costly maintenance that perhaps the U.S. taxpayers should not endure. Not to mention, it doesn't do anything to benefit the lethality and the readiness of our services. Now, on the gay question, the Salcedo show has been very clear. I could care less whether a soldier or a sailor or an airman is gay or straight. Don't care. All I care is where they can shoot straight. There is no medical evidence that proves that being gay limits your health and effectiveness in battle. I have not seen one. Now what that does, what, that, what having somebody of, uh, 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 of the gay persuasion, what it does to unit cohesion, there are studies that say that's not very good. But as far as health and cost, I can see no cost or health limitations for anybody who is gay serving. Somebody who is undergoing or has undergone sexual reassignment surgery, there is. Isn't it amazing? The alleged party of science. The alleged ideology of science. Shepard Smith, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. If he was objective, he would have found exactly like I did. The Department of Defense and reviews on psychiatry and on the general health of those who have undergone or will undergo uh, sexual reassignment surgery, hormonal treatment, and their overall health. And if they can't be on the front lines, they can't be defending the country, thus they, they put in danger the lethality of our forces if they're in key positions. That's the long and short of it. Now look, do I support Donald Trump doing this on a tweet? <laughs> no. I would have just preferred he implemented the policy, didn't tweet about it, and moved on. By my understanding, he's got plenty of evidence on his side. 
I do think it's the way he did it was a bit of a distraction. It dominated the White House press briefing today. That's all anybody want to talk about. And maybe that was by design too. Playing this biased press like a fiddle. They are so sensitive when Barack Obama's legacy is unwound because they're biased. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. The other thing we got to deal with today, unfortunately, is John McCain. Uh, John McCain made a a short-lived triumphant return to the United States Senate yesterday. Here's what it sounded like. When he was uh, diagnosed with brain cancer, we said on the show, politics aside, we wished him all the best. Prayed for him and, uh, and his family. Mr. McCain. Mr. McCain, I... And with that eye, he was able to move forward to debate. Moved to debate the House repair of Obamacare bill. Now, it's noteworthy that Lisa Murkowski and Senator Collins alleged Republicans, they voted with Democrats to not even debate. It is my experience that leftists prefer not to debate. They prefer to shout down, shut up, or strong arm their oppositions. There was no debate in Fidel Castro's Cuba. He just killed people. There was no debate, or there is no debate, in communist China. There was no debate in Soviet Russia. There is no debate in Venezuela where Maduro rules with an iron fist. So those who favor not debating the issue, uh, it is my experience, don't have the intellectual honesty, wherewithal, or perhaps the ability to make arguments in support of their idiotic positions. We have never shied from debate on the Chris Salcedo show. By the way, about the whole transgender thing, with that in mind, do you guys agree with what Donald Trump has done? Do you, do you agree with no longer allowing transgenders to serve in the U.S. military? Telephone number, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393, because we encourage debate here. So, Murkowski and Collins, that's one issue. 
Upon McCain's return to the floor of the United States Senate, he began to implore his uh, fellow senators to work together. It's a shell of a bill right now. We all know that. I have changes urged by my state's governor that will have to be included to earn my support for final passage of any bill. I know many of you will have to see the bill change substantially for you to support it. We tried to do this by coming up with a proposal behind closed doors in consultation with the administration, then springing it on skeptical members, trying to convince them that it's better than nothing. That it's better than nothing? Now, I agree with McCain on that one point. It is far less important to do, to do something than it is to do the right thing. I don't want to see when it comes to one-sixth of the U.S. economy and something that affects every man, woman, and child in this country, something done by Republicans. I want the right thing done. And steering away from the socialist model that is Obamacare is the right thing. Not adopting it, not keeping elements of it, getting rid of it. Advancing back toward free market, that is the right thing. Asking us to swallow our doubts and force it past a unified opposition. I don't think that's going to work in the end, and probably shouldn't. The administration and congressional de Democrats shouldn't have forced through Congress without any opposition support a social and economic change as massive as Obamacare. And we shouldn't do the same with ours. So there he is admitting that the Democrats... As a matter of fact, in this next soundbite, he admits the Democrats shut out the Republicans. Which is, well, see, the Republicans wanted to be in on it when they were the minority. Democrats don't want any part of repeal of Obamacare. Why don't we try the old way of legislating in the Senate? The way our rules and customs encourage us to act. If this process ends in failure, which seems likely, then let's return to regular order. Let the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee under Chairman Alexander and Ranking Member Murray hold hearings, try to report a bill out of the committee with contributions from both sides. Yes, and we can, and we can get relief to the American people sometime, uh, what, 2020, Mr. McCain? So at any rate, uh, there he is uh, uh, after the Democrats had stabbed him in the back and stabbed us in the back, the country, by locking out Republicans and not giving them any voice in Obamacare. Here comes John McCain saying, well, we shouldn't do the same. We should give, de we should give Democrats a voice in fixing the mess that they imposed on the country, says John McCain. Now, he, as he implored his fellow lawmakers to work together, he decided to place the blame for their inability to, to work on me, on Doc, on Glenn, on Rush, on Sean. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. To hell with them. They don't want anything done for the public good. Our incapacity is their livelihood. I have more than a few things to say about it next with our buddy Monica Crowley on the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blitz.
The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. To hell with them. That's John McCain uh, blaming again, uh, just like Mitch McConnell did a, a few months back, blaming talk radio and those calling out the ineffectiveness of the Republican Party, uh, blaming us for their inability to get any work done. Let's talk about this and many other things. Monica Crowley, well-known political analyst and a senior fellow at the London Center for Policy Research. You've seen her offerings on Fox News Channel and seen her writing in the Washington Times. Monica Crowley, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Hey, Chris. Great to be with you. I don't know about you, but I am sick and tired of individuals like John McCain who apparently blame us, who can't stand up to scrutiny for their failures. You know, this is not the first time we've heard that kind of frustration coming from the establishment. In this case, it came from John McCain. John McCain, God bless him, is facing his own challenges right now, but he's giving voice to the rage of the establishment, right? The frustration of the establishment. And then they turn around and wonder why Donald Trump got elected president of the United States. (laughs) The American people on both sides have been extremely frustrated with the establishments on both sides. Why? For the exact reason why we're seeing that there is no health reform bill that is ready to go when the Republicans mm-hmm. have control of the presidency and both houses of Congress. The, 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 what you saw last year was a revolt of the people against the elites. And John McCain, God bless him, is a member of that elite ruling class. And so when they're complaining about you and me, the loudmouths, apparently we're the loudmouths on talk radio, etc., it's because we're the ones giving voice to the regular folks, everyday hardworking Americans who raise their families, work hard, pay their bills, pay their taxes, and just want to see their country run properly and efficiently and well in ways that take care of their immediate needs. For example, the military, uh, health care, etc., in efficient ways. And so for McCain to turn around and, and others, you know, he's not the only one on Capitol Hill blaming the likes of the regular folks for this. Is It's so predictable. It's outrageous, but it's so predictable. And if they continue to do that, they're going to see not just Donald Trump reelected in a couple of years, but they're going to see baby Donald Trumps come up, meaning outsiders who are actually in the mold of what the founders intended, Chris, which are citizen leaders, people coming from all walks of life to go and serve their country and then leave. Not this beholden political class uh, on top of which John McCain sits. Yeah, and you bring up a great point that for the last six, seven years, these Republicans have said they want to be rid of Obamacare. Uh, They've done zero work into coming up with a consensus bill, and I think you can lay that at the feet of somebody who everybody agrees is leadership, uh, John McCain. Uh, What has he been doing these last six years? I don't think work on uh, getting rid of this socialist model that Obama imposed on the country has been top of his priority list. Uh, The president of the United States, the current president, Donald Trump, 
he's pretty angry, and I think a lot of us can understand why he is, about the unlimited scope that Bob Mueller, the special counsel, has been given. Uh, in particular, uh, Rod Rosenstein, the, the deputy AG, says, hey, here you go, go do this, uh, wh- whatever you want. And he, and he's, he's, the scope of this investigation is going everywhere. They're looking for a crime. They haven't identified a crime. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the president's right being frustrated. Yeah, no, and uh, we all share his frustration. Look, Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, as conservatives, we admire and respect him deeply, and he's doing very important work as attorney general in other areas. His mistake, well, people say he shouldn't have recused himself. Well, maybe he should have recused himself, but I think the big mistake, Chris, was that he allowed the recusal to be defined so broadly to encapsulate everything instead of saying okay i'm going to step aside on this very narrow issue of russia x you know whatever it might be you you limit the recusal to a very small sliver so that you can also then have control and authority over other things instead jeff sessions allowed the recusal to encapsulate everything okay it's like a huge basket a catch-all of everything which means he has no authority over Mueller, this investigation rosenstein Nothing. So, of course, it's going completely out of control, as most independent councils do. That's why members of both parties can't stand it, and they hate it. Look, (laughs) you'll remember that the Lewinsky scandal actually started, Ken Starr was looking into, what, a 1978 land deal called Whitewater, and it ended up with an intern carrying a pizza in a thong in the Oval Office. So these things have take on lives of their own. You, you have political agendas at play. You look at Mueller, who is best friends with James Comey, and the staff that he's hiring are Democrats who gave a lot of money to Hillary and the Democrats over the years. So you know that they have an agenda. So this process has already been corrupted. The president is, is exactly right to vent his frustration. Monica Crowley is our guest right now, folks. She is with the London Center for Policy Research. Uh, let me run a theory by you. And, I, and it's just a theory because I've got to be honest with you, I have no idea because I've never seen anything like this. What's going on between the president and his attorney general, uh, President Trump and, and Jeff Sessions? Sessions has just announced they're going to crack down on sanctuary cities, which is a blessing to our uh, ears here in, in Texas because we're the only state in the union taking sanctuary cities seriously by passing the laws we just passed. Uh, SB4. Uh, so Sessions seems undeterred. He's continuing to do his job. And meanwhile, Donald Trump continues his assaults on Twitter on the AG and the, 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 the press. And I got I to gotta tell you, Monica, I was laughing my rear end off as these people who had just a few short months ago called Jeff Sessions a racist were defending him <laughs> against yeah. the, 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 the meanie Donald Trump. And I'm thinking to myself, could this be Donald Trump just playing the, the biased press. What do you think? Well, you never quite know with Donald Trump, but I will say this about the man. He almost always knows, knows what he's doing when he does this stuff. Now, there's some sort of rogue tweets that sometimes you can't always explain, but I will say there's almost always a method to his madness here. And while most previous Republican candidates for president and Republican presidents have attacked the press because it's useful, and the press is a great boogeyman uh, for conservatives and Republicans. 
Previously, they've done it in a more targeted, judicious way. Rather than go to war with the mainstream leftist press every second of every day, which is what Trump does. Now, Trump is Trump. And I think his aides are saying, okay, look, the man just turned 71. We're not going to change him. Let Trump be Trump. The way Reagan's aides said, let Reagan be Reagan. And it was successful for Reagan. Trump is obviously a different political animal. So we'll see if, if this kind of approach is as successful for Trump as it was back in the 20th century for Ronald Reagan. In terms of just sessions, Look, traditionally, presidents, if they have a problem with one of their cabinet uh, officials, they'll bring them in behind closed doors and say, dude, what's up? Here's what I need you to do. What are you doing? Trump almost always takes to Twitter, takes to an interview with a major (laughs) organization to vent his frustrations. I, I am not, I think the jury is still out on whether that's an effective management strategy for the President of the United States. But then again, I think the American people, Chris, are willing to give this President a little more running room than they would with a traditional president. I got you. Hey, hey Monica, so I'm looking. I'm looking at the clock. I, I am. I am way long. Thank you so much, the great Monica Crowley, everybody. London Center for Policy Research here on the Chris Salcedo Show. We will talk again soon, lady. All right, back in a minute. Uh, more from McCain on the Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze. Telling the truth. It's one of those jobs American liberals won't do. That's why we need the liberty-loving Latino Chris Salcedo. The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show. Listen, dial, speak. 888-900-3393. Let's head out of the phones. To New York we go. Rich, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show, man. Hey, Chris, thanks for having me again. Sure. Hey, uh, Chris, you remember the last time John McCain made a dramatic return to D.C.? Um, it arguably cost him the election. Oh, yeah, I remember. that he, Didn't he suspend his campaign or something like that to, yeah. for some not? Oh, it was the economic crisis, right? right. What, and, and, of course, John McCain didn't know his rear end from a hole in the ground as far as the economy was concerned. So it was, well, just, it was just a big joke. That's interesting that you say that because it kind of dovetails nicely into what I really wanted to talk about, and it's how I was watching <clears throat> the arguments on the floor of the Senate last night for the amendment, um, and Ted Cruz was arguing... Um, of course, the the amendment ended up failing in, yeah. in the uh, in the vote, you know. But you know what? Really quick, I was reading about that too, Rich. Hold on a second, just so I can let folks know what happened. It it, it mm. failed, fifty seven to forty three, right? Yeah. Now now, how many Republicans are in in the Senate? With, I think we have fifty two. Fifty two, right? And so they said that nine Republicans defected to join all Democrats, and and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Some Democrats must have voted in the affirmative for it to get up to 57 because there's only 52 Republicans. Well, what happened was you had people, the, the usual Collins and Murkowski, the two <laughs> Republicans, they shouldn't even be called Republicans, but they, they, they believe that, you know, they're on the side of the Democrats with regard to, you well, know, no, they no, want... No, 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 you misunderstand, you misunderstand my point here. I, I'm, I'm just saying, it says... An amended version of the Better Care Reconciliation Act failed 57 to 43 as nine Republicans 
uh, joined all Democrats. So how, how can that how can that be possible? If yeah, nine if, if nine Republicans joined all the Democrats, guess who they, did? Well, no, no, no. Again, I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking I'm thinking numbers here, Rich. Only the the, the vote well, failed by fifty seven forty three, right? And there are only fifty two Republicans. So if nine Republicans left, then that would that would only leave you with what forty forty eight forty eight, right? First of all, they needed a sixty-vote threshold. It wasn't no. a it wasn't a simple majority. No, I they, get it. Well, I guess what I'm okay. saying to you is, if the final vote was fifty-seven forty-three, some Democrats must have crossed over to vote. Um, well, all the Democrat, well, not necessarily. All the Democrats voted no, and you had addition to uh, Murkowski and Collins. Uh, Rand Paul voted no. Mike Lee voted no. No, I know. Um, I, I, and again, but again, okay, we have a hundred senators, right? And there are fifty-two yeah. of them in the Republicans, right? The final yeah. vote was fifty-seven to forty-three. Right. Okay. So if there are only fifty-two Republicans, where did the other five votes come from? Well, you have all the Democrats voting no. Okay, so right. that's forty-eight. Right. Now start but, now start adding the Republicans that voted no. Right. So that but on the, the the no count and I, I hate to get bogged down in the weeds in this folks. I'm really trying to understand this. <laughs> that, that, that if 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 the final vote was 57 to 43 and it failed because they needed 60 votes, right? So the final vote was 57 to 43 and that equals 100 senators. And there are only 52 Republicans in the Senate. That means that 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 some Democrats voted for this bill. How do you figure? Because, well, there, there's 57. No, there's, no there's, there's, only four, there's only 48. If there's 50, there's 100 total. If there's 52 re- Republicans, right. there's, 40, there's 48 Democrats. All 48 Democrats voted no. Now start adding to the 48 to get to 57. But no, but, um, but, but, but the no votes were 43. No, no, there were, no, 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 no. You know what, I've more. got this, I've got this, folks, th- 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 this, this is where my confusion is. Because the, the, the no votes were 57, the yes votes were 43. So exactly so that that so that's, that's where my confusion that's where my confusion is. That's where my confusion is because the way it's written here, and, and okay, it, <laughs> you, so okay, so the, my confusion was I thought it was fifty seven forty three needing sixty to pass, no. but, but fifty seven said yes, but actually fifty seven said no. Got that's it. it exactly. All right, Rich. Now that that's all cleared up, go ahead. What did you want to talk about? <laughs> Well, well, as they were making the arguments before, you know, the vote, Ted Cruz was, and what a departure from listening to Donald Trump, okay? But, you know, he's so intelligent and articulate in making the case for, you know, free market choices and lowering premiums. Now, the, 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 the Democrat would come up and argue against him saying, oh, that's just great, um, but unfortunately the, po- the insurance policies that Mr. Cruz is talking about aren't worth the paper they're printed on um, because th- this Democrat was basically arguing, saying that they're going to sell policies and not make good on them. Well, 
somebody should introduce this particular Democrat, I don't remember his name, to Economics 101, see? Because in the free market, when an insurance company reneges, they go out of business. Well, not only that, but there are rules against that. There are laws already in the books that will force these insurance companies to actually, uh, because these are contracts, that, that the insurance company cannot simply not pay. And there've been a lot, there's been a lot of good work to rein in the traders' insurance companies and their insane uh, uh, clauses and small print and fine print. That's all been nearly done away with. So, that's, anyway, that's, yeah. hey, but but hey. these are these are the kind of arguments the the Democrats put forward. They they don't they don't go into the details because the details will expose how wrong yeah. they are. You know, that's true. Like, hey, buddy, I, I'm up against the top of the hour here. Thank you very much for the call, as always, Rich. I appreciate. You know what? I I didn't get a chance to watch Ted Cruz last night. I wish I had. I would have been a hell of a lot better than watching McCain. Speaking of which, I will deal with his comment about talk radio. Uh, in detail to lead the second hour coming up the Chris Salcedo show right here on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> 